The Lockdown Letters by Eileen Placemat and Helen Ashtray Episode 7 Dear Helen, I've gone back to writing my address at the top of this email and also the date. I know it's an email but it wasn't feeling quite right. Peter has posted the bits and bobs holder to you yesterday. I hope you like it. I think he was quite sad to see it go. He's become rather attached to it. I've enclosed some spare paper sheets that I've tied together just in case your toilet roll supply runs low. You can see how easy it is to make them. I try to get them all a similar size for the purpose of appearance but also you do need to keep them quite small so that they can flush. The paper should be quite absorbent. I've tried to stick to titles that I've used before but there are a couple of sheets from an old copy of a Take a Break that I found. They are a bit glossy so I would use those with caution. It's quite exciting to think that you have discovered a new stool. I wonder who's in charge of updating the Bristol stool chart and also what will they call your new entry? Perhaps it will be named after you. Helen's heap has quite a nice ring to it. What do you think? Just imagine that. You would have your place forever recorded in history. You might even get a blue plaque on your wall. That would give your neighbour something to talk about. Janet also thinks that the chart should be updated. She pointed out that there isn't a flushability rating and wondered if you could mention this when you contact them. Apparently, last week, her husband produced an unflushable excrement. It stubbornly stayed in place despite several flushes and an application of boiling water. She suggested a simple number rating could be useful. She also mentioned floating, but I think that that could overcomplicate matters. On another note, rather disturbingly, I've received an unsolicited email. I'm not sure how they got hold of my address, but imagine my surprise to find an email from someone in Ghana, and even more surprising were the items that they thought I might be interested in. It was most graphic. It's Peter's birthday in two weeks' time, and I've purchased his birthday present online. It's my first online purchase, and it should arrive next week. Janet has offered to make a birthday cake for him. We're going to have a celebration in the garden. Janet has also very kindly donated a bottle of her homemade honey gin. It looks very professional. She's stuck handmade labels on the front and she's sealed the top with wax, which gives it an authentic aged look. It was brewed in 2017, which she says was a great year for gin. I'm looking forward to trying it and I'm now wondering if I should try home brewing myself. I'm beginning to feel a little left out between Janet and Peter. They seem to have lots of hobbies and skills. By the way, how's your venture coming along? You haven't mentioned it for a while. I think you might be onto something with your tomato song. Peter played a song about a potato to me this week and apparently people love it and it's been selling thousands of copies. Oh, I almost forgot to mention that I've been bitten by a bug in between my legs. By a mosquito, I think. It's been dreadful. So itchy. I've been trying desperately not to scratch it, but it's unbearable and nothing seems to relieve it. Well, in the end, I had to call my doctor and he wanted to see a photo of it. Well, that was easier said than done. Can you imagine trying to get down there to take a picture? I just couldn't get the angle right. I tried everything, 
bending down, sticking one leg on the side of the bath, even lying down flat with my legs in the air and trying to take a photo from that angle. Nothing would work. I was just getting photos of my underwear. In the end, Janet came to the rescue. She had a selfie stick. I've never seen or heard of one of those before. I don't know if you are familiar with them. It's like a stick with a button on it that means you can take a photo at arm's length. Anyway, it was ludicrous and slightly humiliating, but Janet did manage to poke this stick through the fence and angle it in up in such a way to get a photograph. The bite is ginormous. I've never seen anything like it. The doctors prescribed antibiotics which were delivered directly to my door, so that was an excellent service. I'm pleased to report that they're already starting to take effect, thank goodness. One final thing before I go. The purple basil is growing taller and taller. It really loves the heat. Is it a tropical variety? Must dash. Lots of love, Eileen. Oh, hi, Eileen. Thanks for your email. Please wish Peter a happy birthday from us and thank him for the bits and bobs holder. Tony and I are most impressed. I think the most remarkable thing about it is that to the untrained eye, it simply looks like a stiff bit of cardboard with three old bras and a plastic tube attached to it. But no, it's so much more than that. The craftsmanship that has gone into the stapling of the brass straps to the cardboard is uncanny. I've never seen anything like it. And the ingenious use of a denture tablet tube for the coin dispenser. What a marvellous feat of recycling. The care and attention to detail he has taken with the sellotaping of it to the rest of the unit is a credit to him. It's a shame we can't fit 50 pence pieces in the coin dispenser, but I've been saving up some 20 peas. I've got 37 now, and they fit into it very nicely, so I will use it for those. Tony is then going to hang it up in the garage and put his washers in it. Also, thank you very much for the squares of paper you sent. I've put them to one side just in case I do run out of loo roll. I did find a very interesting crossword on one of the glossier sheets, so Tony and I had a go at that last night. Oh, I think Helen's Heap is a lovely name for my stool. I'm just trying to find the right person to write to at Bristol University, and when I do, I will suggest it to them. Did you know there's also a very handy urine colour chart which I have attached to this email for you? It tells you ideally what shade your urine should be. I'm going to print it off and hang it in the bathroom alongside the Bristol stool chart. A matching set. Oh, and I haven't mentioned my new venture because it hasn't been going very well. I was hoping to launch my own hand-printed kitchen towel with exclusive bespoke design. I thought this might be of interest to some of the more middle-class shoppers, such as those I see in Waitrose. I've been trying out designs in the kitchen, using the potato printing method and poster paint. Unfortunately, 
It hasn't been going too well, as the star shapes I was hoping to create bleed into the kitchen towel and create more of a blob shape. Also, when I hang the pieces out on the washing line, they take ages to dry properly. So it's currently taking me about three hours just to do four pieces of kitchen towel. So that means one complete roll of 100 sheets would take me about two weeks to complete. I was hoping to market them at 4 99 a roll, which, after expenses, etc., leaves me with about two pence an hour. I'm beginning to think it might not be a viable business model. Oh, and just a note regarding your unsolicited email. Be careful of spam and phishing emails. You're new to this, so you might easily fall into the trap. If you get any emails asking for money, you must delete them. Just out of interest, what are the items the person emailing you from Ghana thought you would be interested in? Okay, must go for now. My niece has sent a 5,000 piece jigsaw for Tony and me to get stuck into. It's a picture of baked beans, which seems an odd thing to make a jigsaw out of, but we're going to have a crack at it tonight anyway. Lots of love, Helen. Oh, by the way, how did you get a mosquito bite on your hoo-ha? Have you been going commando in that corduroy skirt again? That was episode 7 of the Lockdown Letters, produced by me, Johnny Octave, while digging about in my paddling pool.